book two chapter two of the traitor by thomas dixon jr this librivox recording is in the public domain recorded by michelle fry book two a woman's revenge chapter two weighed and found wanting stella was putting the last touches to a perfect toilette before meeting steve hoyle who was waiting impatiently below she had given him the sign for which he had long prayed her permission for the formal renewal of his suit they had remained friends on condition that he keep silent on the subject until she gave him permission to speak she had done this in the most delicate way in the note of reply she had sent in the afternoon to his request for permission to call she had determined to take steve by storm to-night the secret on which her heart was set she counted already within her grasp yet she would leave no stone unturned neglect no trick in all the known realm of woman's art to make her victory absolute her refusal to put on black at her father's funeral or wear it since and her declaration that his death was not the act of god but of the devil had shocked the tradition-loving southern people beyond measure maggie had lost no time in telling her their comments she heard them with contempt and proceeded to shock her critics still worse by establishing herself permanently in the great lonely house with only aunt julianne as her guardian her whole being was fused into a single deathless purpose to take the life of the man who had killed her father she would stop at no means to accomplish this end and she would treat with scorn every convention of society which might interfere she slowly descended the winding stairs to-night before steve's enraptured gaze dressed in pure white with full train a single deep red rose was set in her black hair her arms were bare and their beauty was perfect starting with the tiniest wrists and swelling into the full voluptuous splendor above the dimpled elbows she had a way of moving them when she walked which was modest yet subtle in sensuous suggestion steve watched her spellbound she placed her hand in his with a tender smile the brown eyes watching the effects of her beauty with quiet triumph she allowed steve to silently lead her to the old davenport under the stairs and take his seat by her side you meant what your letter implied he asked eagerly i did was the firm answer it seemed too good to be true dear yet i felt sure you would need me in this crisis of your life i do need you i wonder if you will prove wanting when put to the test try me he boldly challenged you are sure that you love me with a love that will endure through good and evil through life and death through every test she leaned close her eyes searching steve's soul the man drew a deep breath and his hand grasped hers with fierce passion i love you beyond the power of words to tell i worship you he cried attempting instinctively to draw her into his arms yes i know she answered lifting her hand in warning you love me that way i don't say it displeases me i have a soul and i have a body too there's something big fierce and strong in you steve that always drew me that draws me to you tonight but i want to know if your love goes deeper than the body if it's big enough true enough to dare anything in this world or the next for the woman you love yes he cried you love me better than money yes better than power yes better than your own life yes he whispered crushing her hand in his suppose i should put you to a test and you should fail with your eyes calling me i'd dare the terrors of hell 
she took both his hands fixed her eyes on his until their warm brown light enfolded him with tenderness give me the name of the chief of the ku klux klan in north carolina she whispered steve's face went white and he stammered why why my dear how can i i don't know him it's impossible nothing is impossible to the man who loves me if i desire it she answered firmly holding steve with her eyes dilated to extraordinary size under the tension of her deep emotion he turned from her gaze the cold sweat breaking out on his forehead but stella my dear i'm not a member of the clan she dropped his hand sprang to her feet and looked at him a moment you are lying i swear i'm telling you the truth he cried eagerly attempting to regain her hand she turned from him with contempt she saw too late that she had overplayed the part she had been too eager too sure he was a greater coward than she had suspected but why should you ask such a thing of me he stammered you know why i haven't the remotest idea coward she hissed turning suddenly you know that i wish to hang this man for the murder of my father if the government of the united states with its army and navy and its millions cannot find him am i a coward because i tell you that i do not know his name yes in god's name why he pleaded i know that you're a member of the clan upon my soul and honor i swear that i am not have you either soul or honor i won't quarrel with you dear you are overwrought and crushed by this tragedy you don't mean what you say i do mean it she fiercely cried then you'll live to regret it he answered recovering his composure i'll do anything within human reason you must not ask the impossible then will you help me to find this man to the limit of my power why say to the limit of my power i hate a man who fences squirms and lies when face to face with the test of his manhood will you help me find this man yes or no yes that's better but tell me he said watching her with increasing reserve and cunning whom do you suspect john graham steve's eyes flashed and what is your program when you have established the fact the attorney general has promised to hang him within thirty days with all due respect to the attorney general he can't do that why not we are living under conditions of revolution no jury can be found who will convict him there's but one way what do you mean stella asked lowering her voice that beyond a doubt john graham inspired this crime you believe it she broke in fiercely i'm sure of it his hatred of the judge has become a mania he used the clan as the cloak of his hired assassin the clan decreed his death said stella sternly john graham decreed it what do you propose she asked again coming close to steve to have him executed by the clan itself and yet you are not a member she asked with a smile i am in touch with men who are how could his execution be brought about ask him the question you put to me and if he tells he will forfeit his life 
stella's eyes rested a moment on the chair in which her father fell the night of his death she turned and gazed into steve's face with a strange absent expression in her eyes as though they were seeing a picture which had etched itself in fire on her soul i'm going to cultivate mr graham's acquaintance she slowly said i'll learn from his own lips if he is the leader of the ku klux klan and if you find that he is i may hold you to your pledge and on the day he is executed i will marry you end of book two chapter two